Welcome to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast, a podcast that's a collection of random thoughts from the scatterbrain. I am your host, Jinx, and listener discretion may be advised. So I recently got my first academic publication, so that's a big deal, I think, or at least medium. Um, it's a paper I wrote for one of my classes first year on racism and sexism and the cosplay community, so that's out there. Um, pretty dope i don't know if i really lived with the set with that moment just yet but i did it then i got more on the way ideally to start getting published soon dreams coming true i really wish this job that i don't already quit would stay out of my inbox quit emailing me your newsletters your new uh, shifts that are up for the week, whatever other news and info you got, I don't want it, I don't want to hear it, quit cluttering up my box, I don't mess with y'all no more. I think you better leave, leave me alone, alone. so get your bags, yeah. get the hell on, because love ain't here no more. I just finished uh, the season finale of uh, Insecure and nigga. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I knew it. I knew it. And try not to give no spoilers, but uh, just in case somebody need to catch up. But nigga, <laughs> Issa Rae the GOAT for real. For real though. And man, so much emotion in this in this last episode. And then just the timing of these episodes has been wild. Um like there's a there's a instance in here which I think at any at, at different other times, like if it came out, I don't know, some odd months ago or something like that, it would've it would have hit still, but it wouldn't have hit like it when you see it and if you know what I'm talking about within the current climate. But then, I mean, even beyond that, and that was just like a small moment. And, um, man, it's like the, uh, what episode was that? Was that episode eight when, with Loki happy? Where that, the way that episode dropped, I know she had no, like, control over knowing, but it was like, that was just such a beautiful, feel-good episode that dropped, like, as the world was burning and it was like oh man it was like just as people needed to pick me up man it's perfect timing man but this show bruh i love this show gotta be top five top five that all and and i'm so ready to see where it goes in the next season because it's a it's a lot to tackle right and I mean, and I did a lot in, in, in 10 episodes, so 
I can I lowkey hope it it uh, it it wraps up after season five. Like I know there's people always like, oh, we need this to go forever, and um, they be wanting hour long episodes. And but I'm like, nah, man. I appreciate not even brevity. I just appreciate not trying to milk it all out unnecessarily. Like being like, no, I got this story I need to tell. And then telling it this time and not trying to just keep things going longer just because it's like, oh, people like it. Well, let's cash cow it. Let's like, I mean, of course, it's still cash cow, but it's like, let's, you know, some seasons like, oh, people really like this. Let's keep it going for 20 seasons and it'd be trash after like the sixth season. Uh, or you'd be like, oh, let's do 20, 20 plus episode seasons, but it's like, mm, nah, we, we, we could have cut like five or six of those. You know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate just like when you get something that just hits like pound for pound, just knocking them out, bro. So, so that's why I look, I'm like, okay, next season, maybe two. I like, I wanted to end on a high. Like, I don't want it to be dang. Insecure kind of jumped the shark or, or ran out. So I hope that like, they can come real poignant and, and with one, maybe two more seasons and, and then like just wrap it up. Perfect, perfect bow on it. Uh, however that looks and just be like, this was greatest showing. Like don't Game of Thrones yourself, basically. Don't, don't, don't Game of Thrones slash Cheddar Bob yourself and shoot yourself, shoot yourself in the foot. Say this right here and right now for the whole world to hear, and I don't even care. Zaxby's is overrated. It don't got the best version of anything. All the chicken is average at best. It's way better wings. It's way better tenders out there than what Zaxby's has. It's just that the wings and things combo is undefeated because it puts it all in one meal. That's it. Chicken itself, average. Man, so Amanda Seals sometimes really makes it hard to be a fan of hers, man. She just seems to <laughs> draw so much uh, negative energy towards her. And I, and I do try to be mindful with it because she gets a lot of people hating on her. Um, and I do try to be mindful in the, the optics of, well, it's a black woman and typically always are pegged as being angry, excessive, uh, hostile, etc. for just speaking about their experiences or being outspoken, etc., etc. All these different things that oftentimes men, especially white men, of course, get viewed at as being passionate or whatever. Okay, it's okay with them. It's taken a completely different way when it's coming from black women. So I do always try to be mindful of that. However, she she does sometimes come off as a very difficult person. Um, and I do understand that. And I will say that I am still a fan of Amanda. I don't necessarily follow her as closely as I once did, not because of anything in particular, more than just the amount of content and then different stuff I have going on now that I'm just sort of straight away. But she is someone who I've been, I've been a fan of Amanda for long time since 
Diva Days, right? Uh, like the album that she dropped, one of her albums she dropped back in the day that was like well, 07 or something. That actually was the first album I bought when my mom got me uh, my iPod Nano. And she had this song on Q-Tip I really like. And honestly, she might even technically been the first podcast I was listening to. She used to have this joint that I was listening to off of Apple called Diva Speaks TV. Um, which, I don't know if it counted as a blog, but it might have also had an audio component. So it could have also been a podcast too. I don't know, but that was back in 2008 I was listening to that. So that low-key might be my first podcast. Um, and then just even following on Instagram and stuff like that, she was, she or is someone who was responsible for early introductions into black feminism, womanism, et cetera, et cetera, and sort of introducing some ideas to me. However, I do know that, you know, sometimes she does say some things that is like, oh, okay, that's mad respectability. No one's perfect, of course. And, she just has a personality that I think it makes it difficult for a lot of people to rock with her, uh, to say the least. And so the most recent thing, what I'm talking about is, which congrats to her, she just signed a deal and she has her own podcast network. But the issue that came about is that she made the claim that she's the first black woman led or own podcast network, which is not the case. Um, and so some people were just from what I saw, from the end of the people I saw politely correcting her, such as a woman named Twyla Dang, who is a black woman who has been running a podcast network for the past few years, um, Matriarch Digital Media. And so she made a comment just saying like, hey, I mean, congrats and all that, but you're kind of contributing to the erasure when you say this. And it's not true because not just her, she listed other black women uh, led Network, some of which have probably been around longer than hers, because she, Twyla was not also, she also wasn't saying like she was the first, she was just saying we're out here and we've been out here for some years doing this. So, and a quick search should have came up with these, these herself and, and other people like, um, I think it's Renee Rich, is how you say her name. I want to say it's R I S H, but Broccoli Content, I know it's the network and I haven't really like listened to anything yet, but I'm just aware. And I believe it's UK based is her and her she 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 landed some deal recently um that put her on my radar earlier this year or probably not too long ago. But either way, bottom line is like, hey, you're not the first, okay? And you would think that you know Amanda would have a better response to this or whatever, but apparently she was just kind of going into a mode of, well, I'm just going to block y'all instead of, and you know, double down and block instead of being like, okay, y'all, my bad. I messed up, um, you know, and I didn't mean to contribute to erasure of us because it happens too much, et cetera, et cetera. So many things she could have said that I have not seen that she said. I haven't gone that deep into detail, and this is not really like, meant to be a Amanda bashing thing because I'm, I'm not really participating in that. Just kind of reporting on a little bit of what I saw. So, so either way, what it had me thinking about is just what that whole situation had me thinking about is where do people place the value in podcasting, right? And just one of my concerns for some odd years had been 
as I've just been noticing podcasting is becoming more just like regular media industry. And I mean, we see it now. Um, Sirius XM just bought Stitcher for like 325 mil. There's all these major deals being happening, a lot of consolidation going on. New York Times, I think, just purchased cereal or parts of cereal. Well, maybe they purchased cereal, which is under This American Life. So they purchased cereal and This American Life and them have some sort of deal. I don't know. Either way, it's, it's all these different uh, major purchases that are happening in podcasting. Is 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 no longer is is no longer this pirate radio uh, thing, at least not exclusively as it once was when it first started. Especially over the boom happened in 2014, and since then it's really just been picking up more and more steam. And especially these last couple of years, it's really just been uh, becoming more and more aligned with. The rest, like I said earlier, the the rest of the media industry. And so for me, in my perspective, in my research, I really hold dear and want to highlight and add value to um, those not just black podcasts or in other marginalized people podcasts, but especially the end of truly independent ones. And not that I devalue black podcasts and podcasters that might have a quote-unquote major deal um so who are aligned with either somewhere like npr or or maybe they have a um special deal with luminary like uh tracy mcmillan cotton and and roxanne gay do or you know because i think obviously their podcast is very insightful i think unfiltered same thing I feel about with one uh, Code Switch, um, still processing, which is on the New York Times. Uh, you know, a slew of these. I think you know they all have their value to add too, and I'm very appreciative of them, and I enjoy them, and I listen to them consistently. Consistently, however, I just think that there's something extra special about the ones who don't have someone per se to answer to, who don't necessarily have middlemen or people to go through from their content to production and who are, you know, they don't have to per se face someone who is going to try to edit what they're going to say. And you can kind of get more unfiltered content. You get more of us. You get more people that sound more like us and don't necessarily have this highly produced, um, which is nothing wrong with highly produced sound, of course, but sometimes that raw unfilteredness, there's there's something to that, and there's importance to that to me in terms of people really, feels more like people really on the ground given their experiences as opposed to someone higher up just reporting on it. Um, and, and providing commentary. So to me, that's that's very important. But just thinking about how someone like Amanda and her team can make that comment of being the first when they're clearly not the first just shows me where a lot of the value that some people in podcasting are, are placing or, 
or where a lot of people who are in podcasting are placing their value, excuse me. So in that, if you don't have X, Y, and Z budget, if you don't have this kind of production, which I've heard commentary along those lines too, um, at least secondhand where people have said, oh, well, if you don't have the money to do this kind of setup, then you shouldn't do a podcast, which is, no, that's fault. That's kind of like the problem with the system now. Only the people with the resources are able to have a voice, which is, once again, why I love podcasting is because relatively, uh, you don't have to have that much to start one and almost, or I won't say anyone, but vast majority of people can have a platform now, similar to social media, right? And that's what I enjoy. But when everything now is becoming, you know, you're giving out podcast deals like record or TV deals or even radio show deals, then it starts to, that starts to become the focus. So in one sense, like Amanda is probably the first black woman to have a podcast network um, at a certain price range, if you will put it that way. So maybe with and I'm not sure on the details of her um, deal, but if you look at whoever she signed with, whatever kind of money she has flowing in, whatever kind of budget she has um, and all that, sure. Whatever major media corporation she has back in, certainly she, she probably is the first. That wouldn't be surprising to me, but that is real disrespectful to just kind of disregard everyone else that's been doing it for years just because they don't have I don't know they don't have NPR or Stitcher This American Life Barstool whoever backing them right so yeah that's I mean that's all I really have on my thoughts on that as of right now it's not really um once again it, it was just kind of spark. I mean, these are the ideas and thoughts that I've been had for a while, but just sort of really sparked a little bit more going through the whole ordeal with Amanda and her network, which once again, congrats to her. This is, I'm, I'm not really into bashing her, especially, I mean, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but you know, I'm not trying to like feed into like, Oh, cancel her or something like that. Cause no, I, I have no problems. I still follow her. And I'm still too, I guess you say I'm still a fan because like I don't, I follow her and I'm not a problem and I don't have problems. So, anywho, support independent black podcast. That's all I got to say. If you know them, not necessarily mine, I'm Gucci. Um, I don't have no Patreon and I'm not seeking anything from it. Uh, Boy, go out there if you got an independent podcast. Especially if they have a Patreon or a PayPal or some other way, Cash App to donate. Donate. Because folks is doing it out here and they part time out here trying to work their regular jobs and then give you some good content. And they're not getting no money for it. They're not getting no deals for it. And, not, and you know, a lot of them, they might not be seeking the deals. They might be trying to stay away from getting caught up in the trap of. Well, now I got to have advertisers or some sort of financial backing. And now I got to answer to these people. And then they might not want me to say 
certain things or say certain things a certain way just because or they're going to put my funding and then so I got to kind of respond to that if I want to keep this funding going. So if you see somebody out there, you're listening to them, you like them and you're already not donating if you have it, of course. If you got a few extra dollars, throw it their way to help a deal, great deal for them with keeping the show going, getting equipment maintenance, paying for software, studio time, probably not studio time right now, but whatever else they need, whatever. Some of them, you know, some of them might even need just a sandwich or something. They might not be eating lately. Who knows? I don't know all this situation. So support independent black and other marginalized podcasts. Support your own, man. Cause we done been on the other side of this shit. We done been on the other side of this shit. Niggas don't even get love in their home state. And then two years later when niggas blow, it's like, oh, we always loved y'all. Fucker. Update on the release schedule. As you all know, I have not been consistent in staying away. And then in many ways, I've told multiple people who have asked me um, that I just haven't been particularly interested in recording like that even the last episode was just something spur of the moment i just felt like it but i just haven't per se been interested enough to keep a bi-weekly thing going and be consistent to a bi-weekly or a weekly level however what i think is something that will help me and i do want to maintain some sort of consistency so I'm going to be dropping to monthly. Um, just, you know, especially at this point, summer's over. I did want to kind of pick back up for the summer beforehand, but I think just everything going on really is what threw me off and I just haven't been in the mood. So it's not, I, I guess I should change the word. Like the desire is there. The motivation per se has not been. Um, and, and speaking of which, I, I spoke about this caveat. Shout out to to my home, Kristen. My classmate had me on her podcast, her IG Live, live interviewing me um, the other week. So check that out on her Instagram. I'll make sure I link to that below. But that's Black Radical Imagination Pod. Um, once again, I get that Instagram and Twitter and all that in the show notes for y'all to check out. But yes, and that was a great time. I appreciate that. And once again, thank you for inviting me on. I was so honored. But yeah, just in terms of recording this this summer, I think I had so many lofty goals and you know, Rona hit, uprisings hit, and I just I sorta sorta locked up a little bit. I just really I don't know. And being stuck in the house 24-7, like, although I am in many ways a homebody, I like being able to get out. Not necessarily always to be with other people or large groups of people, but I do like being able to hang out with my friends. I do like being able to just have a change of scenery Um, because I've never been that great at being productive and doing work in the house. I've gotten much, much better at it in recent years, um, which has been helpful. But, yeah, I I would appreciate being able to step out and hit the library or something just for a change of scenery and and grind into some work. But that's looking like that's not happening anytime soon. 
So with all that, it just, I don't know, finding that motivation to record, even though I'm here, I'm in the house, I have the quote unquote time, just hasn't been there. And now as I'm getting, and and it applied to multiple things too. I wasn't reading like I wanted to, um, wasn't writing like I wanted to. You know, it just, it's kind of taking me some time to, it was knocked off my pivot, kind of taking some time to get back together. And lo and behold, I'm getting back in the swing of things of everything, studies, writing, exercise, and all that. However, semester's about to start up, and it's going to be a busy one per usual, but probably even more busy because I have some things on my plate this year. Uh... So I don't want to commit myself to doing something and then letting myself down and not being able to keep up with it. So monthly is what I'm going to aim for. Just record randomly throughout the month uh, exactly what day to be determined. But I guess whatever day I release this on is going to be the one that I'm just going to shoot for. So kind of like an end of the month wrap up every month. Probably. Yes, I should get this out before August 1st. So yeah. That's what I'll do. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. If you're going to listen, you're going to listen. And I appreciate y'all for listening every last one of you. And I'm going to keep pumping it out. And I'm also keep reducing other things. Like I'm trying to get out here and get my writing out here a lot more. Got one publication down, got an infinite amount to go. Thank you for listening to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast. You can find me wherever you like to listen. Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Thoughts and Eyes. That's I spelled E-Y-E-S. Check out my blog on WordPress, memythoughtsandeyes.wordpress.com. Feel free to send me an email at memythoughtsandeyes at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And feel free to hit me up with any feedback or criticisms you may have. Once again, thank you and be blessed.